And good evening, everybody. It is time for the show that the cool kids are calling Astavitinupe, uh, the American Scouser TV Tours Tonight podcast with the three handsomest blokes in the entire American Scouser universe. Uh, myself, Jamie, and David. Boys, how are we this week? 100%. Uh, for a change, we have a nice, we have nice stuff to talk about this week. Um, uh, we, 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 we can enjoy it tonight. We don't have to stress about it too much. Um, it's been a good week so far and a good week going ahead. Um, a lot to get through tonight, uh, not in terms of topics, but in terms of the depth that we want to go into the topics because we have things we can talk about without getting depressed. It would be fantastic. <laughs> but as always, we're going to start with Jamie's 62nd news. Is <laughs> right, Reds. Let's get stuck in. So Xabi Alonso is the new Leverkusen manager. Um, after stints with the Real Madrid youth setup and Real Sociedad B team, he is now following in the footsteps of uh, ex-Red Sammy Hoopia. Um, today is old Spaghetti Legs himself, 65th birthday. Happy birthday to the man with the magic P. It is Bruce Grobelar's birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, speaking of old men, it's James Milner. Uh, James Milner's clocked 300 appearances this week with the Rangers set up, uh, with the Rangers game. So that's 825 appearances in his career. Um, also, big news coming out of the club today is Liverpool have a new partnership with Extreme Networks. They're a Wi-Fi provider. So that's going to go throughout Anfield. Um, they're going to be offering mobile ticketing services, membership rewards, all sorts of AR and VR immersive services and a whole host of other great innovative digital experiences. Um, and earlier this week, news for the LFC women is that Expedia are going to be offering free travel to the away games, which is massive. Staying with the LFC women today, the academy graduate Hannah Silcock has been signed her first pro contract. She's been with the club since she's been like nine years of age. So fantastic news for her. Um, and also news recently that... Uh, from various sources that our very own Nabisco Kaita, our Nabi lad, uh, will not discuss a new contract with the club until January. 60 um, that, that's a, that last bit of news is uh, very interesting indeed. What do you think of that one, David? I think he, you know, we'll see, but uh, there's this like kind of feeling like I feel like he might have played his last games for us. Um, I don't know. We'll see, but between him and Ox, you know, I, I'm not sure who's further away from starting at this point, especially if we change the shape. So. Jamie, what do you think of the news itself? I mean, it's been touted um, around a couple of weeks. Um, you know, we've been talking about this whole Nabikaita situation for a while. Um, and I can't take credit for the Nabisco Kaita joke that he's made of biscuits. I read that somewhere on Reddit. I thought it was absolutely priceless. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if we don't want to let him go on a free, he has to sign on a new contract. I think he knows that. His agent's obviously going to be trying to get him a, a, a good deal, and, and maybe that's elsewhere. Who knows? But, um, you know, money plus Kaida for Bellingham is has been thrown around. I'm, I'm not sure if I trust that at all because we all know – what he's worth he's worth absolutely nothing right now because he, he can't play for us so i mean the the bellingham deal is upwards of 150 mil let's just say what's 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 nabby worth you know ten dollars and a packet of toffles 
Well, the other thing that gets me about that one is <laughs> in the summer, it's free. And they're not Precisely. selling they're not selling Bellingham till the summer, so they could just still sign Nabi Keita and charge us 150 million or whatever it's gonna be. So. Yeah, probably be 200 by that stage. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, keeps going up um, every week. <laughs> what do we think though? Because um, uh, it seems to be a clear FSG policy, or at least a, a club policy, to let players go or let their value dwindle before you know we do anything about it. Almost out of a misplaced sense of loyalty, sometimes, and not the hard-headed business decisions that say, by comparison, Alex Ferguson would do, where he would, you know, he would sell star players just before they waned for big books, and then use that money to, to buy the next star player before they were the stars. Do you think it's a policy you might need to revisit? He is loyal to his players, and I don't know if that's going to change. I don't necessarily know if I want it to change. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Fergie was ruthless. Um, I think a certain amount of loyalty has to be given to these players because they buy into the system. They give their all. Um, Naby uh, is a bit of an anomaly. Um, I'm sure he works hard in training and all the rest of it, but it just seems like his head's turned. Um, and it has happened before. We know it's happened with a select few players, um, that we could certainly name, but, um, I think, I think loyalty isn't the issue. I think um, my my issue that seems to be happening a lot recently is we keep getting uh, linked with players that do well against us. Um, certainly, you know, Nunes has been one, and we're 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 being linked with the the kid from Napoli again now. You know, I think our scouting is per it, it has been perfect, next to perfect. Um, I just want it to be a step quicker almost, you know, like it, it, before we get to see these guys up against us, you know, I, I want, I want those wheels turning already. So maybe if the recruitment in is a bit better, then we wouldn't be so worried about the recruitment going out. Uh, David, uh, Jamie just mentioned there, you know, that, that it seems like Nabi Kate's head is being torn. Do you think he's going to suffer an injury from that? Yes. <laughs> He's got whiplash. That's why he's out. <laughs> but, um, but on a serious note, um, it is something we have to maybe look at. Um, you know, that whole idea that we signed players who played well against us reminds me almost of the Roy Evans, Jared Hulier start of that year when if a player had a good game against us, we were linked to them. Almost. It's not here we really want to go back to, is it? No. On show, wasn't he at Blackburn before he came to us? Didn't he win the league at Blackburn before? Or was that the year before? I'm not sure. I think he was there in 99. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's but, not something I want to go back to. Like I, We did it with Minamino. Uh, that didn't really pan out that well. Um, it did work out in the case of Sadio Mane. I'll, I'll give him that one. <laughs> so, but you know. Well, there's, there's an exception to prove every rule. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I think I, the other one that maybe, I think they might have gotten sold much harder on Kanate that year that we played Leipzig in this round of 16. I don't know as they were originally thinking of what their timeline on that was, but the center back crisis and then how he played against us, I think they were like, let's just move up on this. So, uh, you know, I, it, it can be good and it can be bad, right? <laughs> 
Uh, well, at least like, with Kanata, I mean, he is sheer quality. So we, yeah. We've seen that so far. We just have to hope he's robust enough to last the distance. Uh, whereas I think I think it'd be fair to say Naby hasn't really shown us what we thought we were going to get at this point, has he? He's never been no. YouTube Naby. <laughs> when you saw um, those YouTube highlights, weren't you excited about the player we were going to get? <laughs> yeah, and then and we had to wait for a year, so it was like that's all we had was YouTube highlights and, and watching yeah. the Bundesliga. You know, it was yeah. it was like um. Asking for and thinking you're going to get a Commodore 64 for Christmas and then it's an Atari 2600 with one game. Not even a 2600, an Atari XL for anybody who remembers that. All you had one. There was two games. <laughs> but, but a good a good thing about Kanate in the news today, he said that Liverpool's a club that he wants to you know stay for the rest of his career at. So that's great news to hear. Um, just very briefly, let's touch on it because it was the first story. How do we think... Um, Xavi will do as a coach. We had, I think, we made this point last week. Um, I certainly don't have any um, love for the, the excitement we get for top class ex professionals becoming coaches. They generally don't tend to be as good in the management arena as they were on the field. Do we think Xavi will be at a, an exception, or will he follow? You know, the, the same path that Sammy Hoopy followed, pretty much. Yeah, Sammy didn't fare too well uh, with Leverkusen, did he? he? He was there for a few years, and then he went to who? Who did he manage in the in the Premier League? Doesn't matter. Um, but there's there's a wealth of... that that tells you what you need to know about it. <laughs> exactly. Sammy, Sammy didn't have a glittering managing career, um, and he, he's opening the um, out east where he was opening one of the LFC retail stores today. So <laughs> you could tell where his manager managerial career went, but. Um, Xabi, I do kind of high hopes for because of the caliber of player we're talking about. Um, I think, you know, he, he's he's done well with the Real Madrid setup, uh, the youth setup, and, and Real Sociedad B team. So he has the caliber, like I said, but um, time will tell, I guess. But he definitely got his, his work cut out for him at, at Bayern Leverkusen because they're, they're in not a particularly great moment right now, too. Uh, Dave, just a quick question. You, Jamie can answer this as well. Just who do you think would be the surprise package from the current crop of Liverpool players if we were to name one that goes on to become a fantastically good manager? Who do you think would be the one that would surprise you the most? Uh, Firmino, because I don't know. <laughs> I just can't picture him being that serious for that long. It's going to be the funnest locker room of all time, but we're probably not going to be very good, to be honest. <laughs> what do you think, Jamie? Yeah, can you imagine being disciplined from Bobby, big yeah. pearly white Firmino? Like he, he just give you a smile and be like, "Yes, boss, yes." Um, <laughs> a good, I mean, Hendo's the obvious shout. The 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 outside, um, the outside winner, I would say. I think Robbo could could make a good coach. Bobby Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I would say almost that for me, you know, if he was to be, to, want, to be the one that made it to the big leagues as a coach, I actually think it, he would be a completely different manager. You'd almost think like that personality, he'd almost be like Klopp, that personality be, be what would win you over, but to be like that that sort of undercurrent of toughness that we don't know yet, you know, that maybe he brings to the game. But I, I actually think Milner's going to be the one. Oh, Milner. Personally, I think I think I think he he soaks up the game. Like he he he'll play till he's fifty, and then he'll start coaching. 
<laughs> and and not because he has to retire, he just wants to do something different. <laughs> yeah, Milner, I think, will make a good coach too, and I think Hendo will too. I, I think Rama will become a TV personality, and he's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll be commenting on Celtic games on Celtic TV and, and getting into trouble because of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. So let's move on um, to, you know, the positive news for this week. We had a game in the Champions League. Um, it was um, Liverpool against Rangers. And for me, the stats tell the story that we need. It's the only thing we need to, to talk about is uh, we, we were pretty much dominant, weren't we, Jamie? I mean, we really were. If it wasn't for uh, another old man in between the sticks, um, it could have been much more. Um probably should have been um if we were a bit more clinical on the night but the stats the stats can only tell you so much um and for me i think the gameplay in particular and obviously the formation tweak um which i'm sure we can talk about was um was great to see i think i think the front four um really gelled well considering they only had a, a day on the training pitch um, but you know, the stats, like you said, you can pull them back up again. Um, they were fantastic. It was, it was a good game attacking. We were well-disciplined. Um, and yes, the argument can be there that Rangers were there for the taking and possibly aren't fit for Champions League football. Um, but you know, you have to beat who who's in front of you. And, and we certainly did that. Um, only, only issue is we could have could have made it more and and if it wasn't for um your man and nets he, he had a great couple of saves um some of them were right at him but he, he still made a, a great couple of saves but we could have easily made it more uh david what do you think was so different about this performance because uh, it always was a complete performance regardless of how rangers were we just looked together for a change didn't we yeah absolutely before I go into that, do you know when Alan McGregor made his Rangers debut? 1979. It was my junior year of high school, so basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I, yeah, we looked a lot better. Um, I think it really comes down to the way Tiago and Hendo kind of inhabited the middle of the park and allowed Trent kind of more freedom to move up the wing. A little bit and the way the four interacted like jamie said was fantastic um i'm hoping i you know i think we've all heard people say like four two three one let's try that this is more like a four two four but i actually really like it um i don't know how much we'll see of it soon to be honest with you i think we're probably not going to play it but for maybe like 30 minutes at the weekend because they tried it last season a little bit and they struggled with it um with like diaz mane salah and uh Jota, it just didn't really mesh. So I we'll see, you know. I, but I can't. The way I think of it is, I really like to see it more often, just so we don't see more of Trent drifting into the middle and us kind of having the same problems that we've been having. Because you really didn't see any of that last night. I thought the center backs had more coverage. So it was, it was just good. Jamie, um, we're talking about four two three one, but Klopp seemed very insistent that it was a four four two. Um, turning into a 6-4. Now, um, if we look at the average positions, it is pretty much a 6-4. But if we look at it a little bit closer, 
it's definitely a 4-2-3-1 really, isn't it? It's just a very divided 4-2-3. It was almost like a defensive group and then an attacking group with not much link in them, wasn't it? Right. And I think, you know, that, that'll boil down to a few things. The fact that they've only worked on it one day. Um, I think, I think quite rightly, Klopp's entitled to call it a 4-4-2 because we're not going to give um, Arsenal that much of a, a clue as to what we're doing. If, and, and David's more than likely right. I, I, I kind of thought it was going to be a 4-2-4 as well. Um, you know, when in attack, it's more like a 2-4-4. Four, four. <laughs> but um, that's that's the key for me. It, it's fluid. And, and that's the thing that kind of struck me. And listen, this is something that we talked about a few years ago on the podcast when, you know, Jada, Mane and co were all involved. And it was, can we get all four involved at once? Um, and and I think now with, with Jada being given that kind of freedom and, and that, that, that 10 role, if you want, you know, and, and having Diaz as the live wire and having Salah do what he wants and, and let Darwin grow into the game. I think, I think the fluidity of those front four was really impressive um, because Darwin was popping up here, popping up there. Uh, absolutely. Daz is, is spot on. Keep Arsenal guessing because, you know, we can revert to type um, if need be. And if that 4-3-3 isn't working, we can do a, a 4-2-4 or 4-2-3-1 or whatever you want to call it. Um, and who knows, you know, if they've only had a day working on the 4-4-2, the maybe they'll have a day working on a 2-4-4 like we were talking about. Maybe there'll be a completely different formation we'll be talking about next week. Uh, Dave, do you think um, the... We did definitely look more fluid in attack, but also we didn't seem to lose any. Again, it's Rangers we're talking about as the opposition, but we looked a lot more um, cohesive at the back. Um, do you think the newness of it, not, not to make a pun on, on their striker's name, but the newness <laughs> of it all um, probably helped in that? Um, or do you think if we stick with it, we can actually make it even better? You know, I think yeah, it's a starting point, right? Like we may see this evolve and become more and more the thing that we he likes and we see more of, but he's not I don't I don't think he'll go to it that much right away. But like you said, the fluidity of those players, what that allowed Tiago and Henderson to do behind them. I mean, Tiago with flu, fluid movement in front of him is a lethal weapon, but so is Hendo in a lot of ways. And I yeah, I just think we'll see more of it against opponents where he feels comfortable like we've said this is rangers right so this is they're, they're barely as good as bournemouth so you know it, it, it was a good time to do it he's not going to go that route against arsenal unless a we need a goal or we need several goals or it's just what he wants to shift to naturally as he makes his subs I, I, that's another thing too is I, I really think that for the personnel that we have you know we've all been saying how we need a midfielder or do we, <laughs> if we go this route, you know, you've kind of got enough bodies on board. So maybe this is how you manage their minutes this year is, is playing more of this, especially against opponents where you feel comfortable. It's not going to be Arsenal and Manchester City, but against West Ham, will we see this? Maybe. You know, they're bottom um, of the table right now. Trevor says, more than anything, everybody looked comfortable on the pitch and not constantly scrambling. Uh, it, it did seem... We say that there's only one training session, but it seemed like they've been working on it for weeks. They, they seem to click really uh, like instantly with it, uh, Jamie, I think. 
Well, I think there's a few things to, to delve into there. Um, everybody wanted to prove a point. Um, a big European night under the lights in Anfield with, um, you know, not necessarily one of our rivals, but it, it was a heated, a heated European night. Let's just say, you know, the build up to the game, um, it, it was the first competitive uh, outing we've had against Rangers. Um, so, you know, there was a point to prove and, um, Obviously, look, they're they're not doing too well. They done well in Europe last year in the in the in the UEFA Cup um, or in the Europa League, whatever you want to call it. Um, but um, got dumped out last minute in the final, and and really didn't make a good show of themselves there either. Um, so the, the the time was now to make our our statement and 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 look the 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 three three at, at the weekend was a better pill to swallow. Um, so for Trent to score in the fifth minute really set the tone. Um, and you know, a couple of set piece goals, you know, the free kick and the penalty. I think I was not critical because, like we said, McGregor was fantastic in nets. I, a goal from open play would have really sealed the deal for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there was a point to prove and we went out there and done it. And like I said before, you, you have to beat who's in front of you, no matter who they are. So, you know, you have, by all means, respect the 11 that comes out, but um, we should have blown them away and, and maybe 2-0 doesn't really do it justice. Uh, we talked about Trent there uh, and it, it was obviously very good to see him score the goal early. It seemed to do his uh, a world of good. But if we look at the average positions, he wasn't tucked in into the midfield, it seems. Um, he didn't look like he was in the game anyway, and the, the data seems to uh, back that up. But, David, do you think that that seems like a very conservative, almost traditional fullback role he played yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, not too attacking, not too defending, just exactly where you want the fullback, somewhere in between. Yeah, much closer to it. And I think, you know, when we talk about how comfortable they look, he looked much more comfortable, but he's doing the job that he's been asked to do the last few years rather than this kind of drift into the middle and see what you can make happen kind of thing that he's been doing all season. He's looked uncomfortable and he's constantly out of position. Right. So, you know, I hope that that continues. I think maybe we're putting a little bit too much on him to create uh, going forward and just let him create how he's always created. It means lead led the league and assists, um, you know, the last couple of years. So if it ain't broke, <laughs> in terms of that part, you know, just let him go on doing what he does and overlapping with Salah, and he's dangerous from a wide area. He's still dangerous from a dead ball in a corner. So maybe take some of this pressure off him that he's been feeling to be so active in the middle. I thought last night he was right where he needed to be the whole game. Uh, Jamie, um, given, like, the criticism um, that Southgate got, for for his you know remarks about Trent or his, his his choice of fullback, that seems almost like Klopp was trying to help Southgate to see how Trent could function. Almost wasn't it? it was almost like a favour to Trent and playing him like an England fullback rather than the the way we expect him to be quite uh, into the attack. It's almost like doing him a favour again, isn't it? Right. Well, I, I first of all, I don't think Klopp needs to do Southgate any favours. And he, he'd say that himself. You know, he said it, no matter who he's managing, he would start Trent. And I think I think it's becoming a, a, a running joke now, the fact that 
we as Liverpool supporters have to defend Trent. It's almost like a full-time job where we're having to defend Trent against our own fans. Um, he has been getting a lot of criticism from everyone. Ferdinand, you know, all these ex-players, you know, even, even clubs having to defend him. And I think, like David rightly said, he is under a lot of pressure. Look, he's under a lot of pressure anyway. And Trent came out and said so in, in the post-match. You know, it, it's very hard for a, a footballer who's only 23, let's remind ourselves, to stay off social media. Like he said, what what do you want from me? Do you want me to, you know, go to training, come straight back home, stay off the phone, go to the game, come straight back home. Like, of course, he's going to be affected by it. And he wants to stay as positive as possible. I just think, um, I think it's laughable now that, um, and I'm, I'm getting drawn into it on, on social media as well, having to defend him against our own fans. And I think it's, it's got to be a lot for the kid. 23, he's already won the Champions League. He's won the Premier League. Like like David said, he's he's leading the league in assists. He's um, going above and beyond. He's, he's reinvented the right-back um, position. He's, he's, you know, we're talking about a bunch of, and I read this tweet, we're talking about a bunch of Hodgson's complaining about Roberto Carlos. You know what I mean? And it, that boils it down for me. Like, he, he is phenomenal and he's ours. He's, he's the scouser on our team and he's fantastic. And, and I think, you know, in a, in a, in a couple of weeks time, you know, everybody's just going to be laughing because whether he goes to the world cup or not, I, I couldn't care less. And I, I, I make no bones about it. I'm no England fan, but if he does go, I will absolutely support him. And I, I, I love to watch the England team when there's a couple of Liverpool fans or when a couple of Liverpool players on there, like, wasn't it the, the England Germany game where they won five one, all Liverpool players scored the yeah. goals. Heskey, Gerrard, uh, even Haman got, even Haman got the one for yeah, Germany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like I'm, I'm not above watching England play football, especially if there's a couple of Liverpool players on on the squad. So I do want them to do well, but um, I don't think Southgate needs any favors. I think now with Reese James doing well, you know. They're gifted at right back, um, but I think Trent played really well. And you know, again, let's remind ourselves it was Rangers, and they had five at the back, and they weren't really the most attacking threat, and they have no pace up front. But um, I, I, it's getting it, I'm sick to the back teeth of having to defend Trent, um, especially against our own fans. I think that's a joke. I don't care what it says I am above watching England. So. <laughs> <laughs> and before I ask you this question, I just want to remind Jamie that the 5-1, as it, as it was from a Liverpool perspective, was overshadowed by the fantastic Ireland won Holland nil game uh, a few yeah. hours before. Matty Holland. Uh, what's was Matty Holland? Matty Holland? Jason, Jason McIntyre, here, my friend. It was that. Right. Uh, That's right. right. Yeah, David, the, the, we had a couple of one nils against Holland, though, didn't we? And yeah. Matty Holland was one. Yeah, he was one. Uh, um, uh, the, the country he was named from. Um, David, do you think because we've seen Trent kind of improving in the, in the maybe the last few games? Do you think he has missed having Robbo on the opposite side at full tilt? Um, you know, kind of stop start, a little bit injured, tired, whatever was going on with him. Uh, and now that Simicas is is he's growing into that role as as the Liverpool left back, it's almost rebalancing the side so that all the pressure isn't on Trent to be the creative force. Do you think that balance is helping him to you know get a bit more space and time and a bit of breathing room to be as good as he can be? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think Shimakas is fairly creative oh, and always kind of has been, but it's in, it's a little bit slightly different way. And there's one thing that I don't see him doing as often as Ramo does. And it's you, we've all loved that cross field 70 yard ball that Trent will ping and find Rabo on the other sideline. Right. I don't see that happen much with Shimakas. And I think maybe that part, and I know it sounds like some Hollywood thing, but when someone does that to you, when you're playing against them, the whole team turns around and goes like, Oh, cause we got like, we got to go run over there now, you know, and it just deflates you and it puts you on the back foot. And it's just those little moments sometimes can shift the momentum of a game or, or kind of change the way that, that one side feels it's going. So, yeah, to some extent, I think he's missed Robo, but I also think, you know, the team kind of getting more comfortable with Shimakas. And I mean, everybody, not just Trent, you know, Virgil and uh, Tiago, who are both on that side with him, are getting more and more comfortable with him. And it's just one thing you can say about Shimakas. He brings plenty of intensity. So I think the trust is growing pretty quickly. And though I'm, I don't doubt that we'll get some, some better creativity down that left-hand side as him and Diaz also kind of figure it out. Because, you know, we had Rabo and Mane for how long? And we that left side was so strong. We could go up and down that left side as much as we wanted to because those two knew each other so well. Diaz and Shimakas, this is, this is their first year playing together. We've got we're gonna have to be a little patient with it because and that side's not gonna bring as much creativity to the mix as Mo Salah and Trent Alexander Arnold. So it's natural that we want to push the ball down the right hand side, right? So we'll see. I mean, but I think it's definitely getting better. And confidence builder. Uh Jamie, um Michael says the fact that we look so good speaks to being against Rangers. Um, and uh, the fact that it ended 2-0 speaks to the funk that we are still in. Some I don't agree with that. I think you're right that McGregor just played the game of his life. Um, we did help him a tiny bit, but he really was fantastic for, for such an old goalkeeper to be up against Liverpool, uh, an attack like that that was on fire. But how bad were Rangers? Or were they actually okay, but we just made them look a lot worse than they were? Until they started making changes late second half, you know, late second half, they started um, introducing a bit of pace. Um, they have lost a few good players. Um, your man went to Ajax, what's his name, Bassey? Or, um, yeah, he, he's a strong player and they lost him. Um, but they, they have no pace up front. Um, I think, I think yes, look, the, the, we lacked a certain cutting edge. We could have been a bit more clinical um in open play certainly jota had a good chance that was saved he he did make some great saves mcgregor but some of them were right you would expect them to save them mm. um so six of one half a dozen of the other um i think you know considering both our goals came from from the dead ball um that helped us out a lot because even though we were very fluid and and it looked very good with the movement and the the interplay up front, um, something was lacking. Uh, so I, I, I'd hesitate to say funk. And I know, look, the, the, the word crisis has been banned around a whole lot. By me. Past couple of, yeah, me. By Yeah. <laughs> you and, and other uh, social media and media puppets. <laughs> um, no, you know, I think, I think a bit of a funk. Yeah, yeah. Up front, we, we could have been more clinical, but um, 
towards the latter part of the of the second half, Rangers did try and do something. So, you know, Michael's already looking ahead to Ibrox, and I think we we should be heading there with confidence, despite the Arsenal game, the result of the Arsenal game, which I'm sure we'll get on to. But um, I think we can definitely head to the to head to the Ibrox with confidence that we should be beating them, even at home. Um, and, and hope to be a bit more clinical in front of goal. Uh, David, um, Darren says, Nunes got in the spaces, which bodes well for us as the goals will come. Uh, in terms of what Jamie was just saying there, uh, you know, about, you know, lacking the, the clinical edge, maybe, do you think, let's say just from the perspective of Salah, who has been used to almost telepathically playing with Firmino and Mane for so many years, do you think it's a case of literally it's four new players that have to learn what to do with each other? Uh, when it comes, it's going to be great. Or, uh, you know, it, Nunes got concerned about his lack of goals in, in his own uh, words. Do you think maybe we've got the wrong options in, in that came in for what the way we want to play? No, I just think chemistry takes time, right? Like you can't, you don't just fall in this place with people too much. I mean, if you've, We've all kicked a ball around at some point. Have you ever played with somebody that you just seem to know what they thought for some, what they were going to do for some reason? And then it's like your best friend in the whole world and the two of you can't link a pass. <laughs> it's like, you know, just on-field chemistry is not the same thing as a, like even personal chemistry. And it just takes time. Like you have to learn the way someone plays. And I think uh, the comment that came up was right. Nunez is getting into a lot of spaces. And I think that's why there's something else that I'm encouraged about. And it's that Salah has no reservations about getting the guy the ball, right? Like he seems very open to just passing the ball. And he also seems to feel comfortable that he'll get it back as well. Cause he keep the next run that he makes when he, I, he's done this probably four or five times the other day, passes it, moves into a space, thinks he's going to get the ball back. And sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't, but that level of comfort to at least try it to not feel like he's got to be the guy like this guy's capable of coming in and helping us. I think that is the first thing you need that you need to start building chemistry. And the more they can tie Diaz into that, the more that and Jota is really the piece to that, right? Cause it's at times this year, it's sort of felt like they've all been so far apart and on their own. There's, it was lacking something to tie it all together. And I think, you know, maybe yesterday and hopefully a little bit going forward, the four of them playing together will start to tie it all together. Um, Jamie, um, kind of focusing a little bit on A, the chemistry, and B, Nunes. He had that one great um, play where he cut, he got to the goal line and then cut it back and nobody was there for it. And it was something that he tried two or three times, I think, later on. Um as part of the chemistry, it seems to be a, a, an option he goes for instead of trying to hold the ball at the end line and then turn it, he wants to cut it back in. Do you think that's something that the player, the other attackers are going to see as you know one of his habits and then maybe start taking advantage of that? Um, or was it completely off the cuff and it's not going to happen again and we're going to be stuck trying to find that chemistry? I think I think you make a great point with that, Micah. I think um what I'd like to see, I'd like to see the script flipped on that. I'd like him to be in the middle and our wingers doing the job that he's he's doing. Um, and it does speak to the chemistry and, and the fact that it's still yes. new. And I, I do want to give um, Daz O'Connor a shout out. He's he's one of the guys who runs the Atlanta 
um, podcast and I was listening to his podcast the other night and, and his mate Glenn said that um, something I haven't really thought about, which is is Darwin's only started three games. Um, so, you know, and, and that's no fault of his own. Well, actually it is. <laughs> he got the red card. Um, but also Bobby's been on form too. You know, he's our leading goal scorer this season. So he he's it nothing's given. You you know, the the price tag, there's no you can't take it for granted. Like you're not just gonna waltz straight into the team and he does need to build on that chemistry, but he also needs to get minutes from the start. Um so it, it's kind of a, a a difficult he's in a rock and a hard place right now. Um so where where he needs minutes and he needs to be starting and he needs to be um, producing that chemistry in game in the ninety minutes because there's only so much you can work on in training. It, it's that match fitness and and knowing your team uh, mates and what they're going to do. But I definitely would like to see because I think he's got all the attributes of a, a great striker. Like he, he he can take the ball down. Austin, Austin, not Atlanta. <laughs> Sorry, it does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the ATX. I'm not great with American abbreviations, Daz. All right, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Daz is a, a good good lad. Um, definitely give his podcast a listen to. Um, but I would say he can bring the ball down and he can do that good work on the on the wide and 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 cut it back. And I know that one you're talking about where where he's trying to feed Salah and Salah's just too far behind. And I would like to see him be in and around the penalty spot for that type of maneuver um, and let somebody like Diaz or Salah cut it back to him. Um, so time will tell. And, and like David's saying, it, it will take time for them to gel and and build that chemistry. So hopefully, you know, not not to say that Bobby's not doing great, but hopefully there's a way to to incorporate all four of those players. And maybe, maybe it's Jota that comes out and Bobby comes in and you'll see those four starting against Arsenal and, and, and teams like that. Uh, David, do you think, um, as Jamie said, you know, getting uh, getting getting Nunes into that nine spot rather than at the end of the goal line, do you think that'll be part of Darwin's evolution? No, no, that's not the question I was going to ask. Uh, question yeah, I was going to I nearly spat my drink all over my laptop. Uh. The question I was going to ask is. Um, Jamie made a good point that he would rather have, have Darwin at the top of the penalty spot and um, Salah and Diaz cutting back. But that's not really their game, is it? It's not if, if they're in that position, they're always trying to cut back in onto their strong foot to take the shots. Do you think it's maybe so the coaching staff can look at and say, you know, you know, maybe there's an option B if, 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 you, if you get your head up and look for it? Yeah, I think. Well, I think that they bought him. If you look at some of his uh, Benfica highlights, right, they bought him because they felt like he could achieve a lot of movement and a lot of the fluidity that they want to they want to have out of the front three, right? And I think that part of that is sometimes it's Salah feeding him, and he's on the nut, he's on the penalty spot, and sometimes it's Nunes coming down the the flank and cutting in from the box and finding Salah on the other side of the box or whatever. Like that's that it kind of just flows. Um, that's what I think that they thought they were going to buy. And I think that's why you see Mo trying to work off him so much. I don't think Mo Salah took this new contract and I don't think they gave him all that money to turn him into a traditional winger. <laughs> you know, he's been scoring all these goals and it's a question of how do we ensure that he continues to produce at this rate? And he's going to need players that can do a bunch of different things around him. 
And I think they bought Nunez thinking that they that's what they could turn him into. So I don't know. Um, it'll be there, but it'll all be everybody on the on, on the nine spot at some point. Uh, just a quick final question on the Rangers game and Nunez and all that. Um, just very briefly, do you think maybe Nunez is just trying too hard? Is it is it the Ian Rush case all over again? Uh, and Paisley, not Shankly, uh, Mr. Jamie, uh, saying, you know, just stick it in the back of the net and we'll talk about the options later. Is it just a lot of overthinking from the lad? That's it. Um, I think, and, and that will happen. You know, he he's he's under a whole lot of pressure, mainly by himself. He, he wants to do well, you know, and, and he realises the club he's at and he realises that, you know... <laughs> Just up the M62, there's a guy banging in goals for fun, and I hate I hate the fact that that comparison's getting drawn. Um, and again, that's no fault of his own either. I think um, I have realistic expectations for him. Um, he he is a work in progress, and adjusting to the Premier League is always going to be that little bit harder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely trying too hard, and and you know. Like we said a couple of podcasts ago, football is often easily overcomplicated. If you boil things down to the the simplistic approach, you know, you, you just put it in the corners. You know, if if he can get if he can get to a point where it becomes second nature, because strikers have that about them that 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 innate ability to to be a hunter, to be you know, when that ball comes in, everything freezes, everything slows down, goes to slow motion, and you just drill it into the bottom corner and, and wheel off celebrating before it even hits the back of the net. I do think he'll get there. Um, it's just getting that first goal, getting that getting that out from under his feet, and then, then it'll all become second nature. Uh, David, just very quickly, uh, option A or option B, do you think the Haaland Nunes comparison is... Because you know they both came from the respective leagues as goal machines, or do you think it's just because they both have ponytails? Both. <laughs> both. Okay, moving on. Um, we have um, a game coming up this weekend. It's not your average game. It's the Arsenal Liverpool game. It's I don't know whether we would ever consider a, one of our rivalries in the way we would consider United, Everton, and City to an extent the last few years. But an Arsenal-Liverpool game is usually a fantastic game, one way or the other, and certainly high scoring. Uh, David, what kind of a lineup do you expect this weekend? I think he'll probably go 4-3-3. It'll be uh, Hendo, Thiago, and Fabinho in the middle. And the back line kind of picks itself, right? And then up top, it's probably Nunez that makes way. And he goes Jota, Firmino, or no, Jota. Salah and Diaz, actually, sorry. But um, that's kind of what I'm expecting. I, I think that they also probably feel that this that formation and that game plan has worked better against teams that come at us, right, not teams that just sit back and counter. And they'll believe that Arsenal's going to, you know, play their football and try to play their way and come at us and be dangerous the way that they are to every other team. So, I'm, I'm expecting it to kind of go the way of uh, what you would have expected this game to look like at the beginning of the season. Uh, Jamie, um, same for you. Like, What kind of lineup do you expect? Um, and also, what do we do up front? Do we stick with Nunes 
And Jota, do we go Nunes, Firmino, or do we um, do we do we just go with Bobby up front? So my expectations are we go um, like David said at the back. It picks itself midfield. We kind of got to go with our best bet. I think David's probably right. We probably stick with a four three three. Um, I personally would start Nunes uh, in the middle. Um, I kind of want that big figure, that imposing, attacking, always on the last line to be on their centre-backs because their centre-backs are flying high right now. They're doing really well. Um, and kind of like what we were saying, you know, there's no time like the presence or like the present for, for, for Nunes to be getting more minutes, starting more. And um, even though Bobby's in a rich vein of form, I think I would look to be bringing somebody like Bobby off the bench if things aren't going our way. Um, you know, the five subs has really changed our approach uh, or can do from the start. So, you know, if things aren't going well, we can bring on Jada, we can bring on Bobby. But for me, I'd start Diaz, um, Nunez and Salah. Um, David, um, if we look at the table right now, obviously there's several places between us and Arsenal. And uh, 11 points. But if you look at the goals for and against, we're not actually that far from each other. Um, it, it's it's one goal in the difference for the goals against and two goals uh, in the difference in the goals scored. What's different is that we have drawn four and they've drawn zero games. Um, on paper, it looks like they're a gulf ahead of us, but really it should be a very tight game, shouldn't it? I mean, it should. A lot of that kind of goals our, our goal differential is clouded by the nine nil <laughs> you know but i think it should be a good competitive game um i'm i don't think we'll keep a clean sheet so i'm expecting us to have to go there and play some pretty open style football and and get if we want a result i think we need three goals i'll be honest with you because they're coming in and, and kind of there's some pep in their step they're feeling very confident They've just won the North London Derby and won it convincingly. So they'll feel like what their manager has been drilling into them is working, that they're in a rich vein of form, and they are. Now, I still think at some point this year that they'll struggle and their title hope will fade away. But where they are right now at this moment, if they were to beat us, then this would be a massive result for them, which, you know, they'll all have on their minds coming in. So it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting game. I think for us, it's a, you know, it's a must get something. You've got to come out of this game with something. So there's a, a lot of pressure on our side as well. Uh, Jamie, um, I mean, they, they are flying high right now. Um, they're talking about themselves as league title contenders, even though it probably looks like City will run away with it in the end if they don't get any injuries during the World Cup, etc. Um, but at some point always, Arsenal will Arsenal the whole thing up. That is what they do. When do you, do you think we're going to be the game where it starts or is it going to be a proper challenge for us? I'd love to think so, Mark. I really would. Um, because you're absolutely right. Arsenal will do Arsenal things. Um, I think... I think it'll probably be... Usually it was after Christmas, wasn't it? I think this season's the anomaly with the World Cup just around the corner, um, which is still hard to believe. The words coming out of my mouth, the World Cup is right around the corner. Um, it's mental, isn't it? Um, it's it's just doesn't sit well with me. It's it's kind of like 
watching Arsenal at the top of the table. Um, <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I've got a few uh, Arsenal mates and haven't heard from them in a while, and all of a sudden they're 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 perking up at the start of the season. And and my response is, let's see where you are in May. Um, I don't think we're going to have to wait till May until the inevitable Arsenal decline to fourth place happens. Um, hopefully it happens just after the world cup but i do think regardless if we if we get the win or if we get the draw i like david's approach we must get something um out of this game and he's absolutely right i think i think they're they're not title contenders because we all know it takes a lot to to rival city the whole season long and arsenal just haven't got that in their tank i know they've done superbly well I mean, made great signings. Um, Jesus is is it, it, it rekindled something from deep within his soul and become a whole new player. Um, you know, and that that's kind of echoed throughout their team. They're they're doing. I mean, really, they are doing great, but it can't last forever. Um, so let's hope we start by taking three points off them and and. Uh, and maybe maybe David's wrong. Must get something turns into must get a win, and we'll be fortunate enough to take all three points. Uh, David, do you think Jamie says you know at some point you know it has to turn for them because it usually does? Uh, do you think that point will come when the Arsenal players suddenly realise that their manager is actually made of Lego? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's uh, one of them tries to touch his hair. And that's the end of his contract. You know? <laughs> that's it. You're, you're right. <laughs> uh, but on a serious note, I mean, the, the Arsenal uh, Amazon Prime documentary shows him doing some stuff that, not to bash him, but if Brendan Rodgers had done it, there would have been David Brent memes all over the internet about it. But because it's Michael Arteta, Michael Artson, it's somehow now deemed acceptable. Um do you think maybe he's just a little bit too gimmicky of a coach to sustain this success that they have right now? Uh, or do you think he might actually be the real deal? Uh, he could be. I, I think he's still a ways away from it. When you're, you know, trying things like that, you're, you, I think it's a symptom of a young manager, right? Like somebody that's just like, well, let me just try different things. And because you don't have experience in those moments of how to kind of preach the things that you want, you try gimmicky stuff and uh, he's just young. We don't know yet. Yeah. I think he's still got a long road ahead. He could be a very good manager. I think he's done great work with that team. Um, but we'll find out in the next two or three years, if he's got it in him to, uh, to push for a title for real. Cause like you said, like Jamie noted, when you're up against a machine, your margin for error is so small that I mean, we know, right. It's like, We've put up, we've lost the league on 97 and 92 points. And it's, they're suffocating. Better pill to swallow. Better pill to swallow. And And they're suffocating. Like they they just don't drop points. And now they've got this coal machine that looks like he might score 70 goals this season. And you're just like, what do I do with this? You know? And so can they maintain this for the whole season? Based on what we've seen in the last five years, no. And at some point, this is going to crumble. But uh, yeah, like Jamie said, hopefully it's this weekend. <laughs> um, Jamie, um, in the league, I, I'm not even sure when we last won at the Emirates in the league. We usually draw. That's a great against, question. We won there in the league cup last year. I know that. 
Um, I, 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 all I remember is like, yeah, we do have draws and a lot of high scoring draws, but recently it seems to have bounced between one team and the other, winning by quite a few goals. Um, my question now for Jamie is, uh, you know, we make a joke about, you know, Mikel Arteta being made of Lego and whether he's not the real deal, but who is the real deal is uh, Gabriel Jesus. Um, how do you think we handle him this weekend? Let him know you're there early. <laughs> let let him know you're there early. Let let Verge introduce him to, you know, a shy elbow or you know a kick in the shin or go stand um, on his foot. Stand on his <laughs> foot's a good one. Um, he's got no hair to pull, so maybe yank on that wee mustache he's got. That we, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do know that he he can be um, his feathers can be ruffled by a bit of um, old-fashioned, shall we say, defending. Um, I think I think you can get underneath his skin. I think he does have the tendency, or at least he did at City, to um, complain when things aren't going his way. So so if you can upset him early, uh, before he has the chance to, to, to maybe make you look foolish, um, I think... You know that some may frown upon that tactic, but I think um, you have to be smarter than the average bear in the Premier League. So maybe, maybe knowing your opponent uh, in this scenario is a is a is a good way to go. And maybe if Virgil can, like David said, just stand on him. You know, just just brick house him for a minute, and um, yeah, just just hope that uh, hope that uh, Sunday's not his day. You know, and. Um- David, Sunday, uh, Sunday is after all a day of rest, you know. It is a day of rest, and um, and speaking of that, do you think tactically what what our plan maybe should be would be to, you know, pack up the middle of the ball wide um, and and have them send the ball in because as we all know, Jesus doesn't like crosses. But. Is Honestly, racing your lines again, again, Michael. What's going on here? <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking to BJ, uh, we won the last two league matches. Oh, there you go. Mm, there you go. Um, <laughs> on a serious note, though, uh, if J- I think Jamie said earlier that you, you know, maybe it's going to be, it's going to have to be an open game. Um, it's it's going to be, you know, you attack, we attack, you attack, we attack. David, do you David. think? Uh, I was David. So, do you think we have the firepower? functioning right now to actually win that kind of a game or do we have to be tactically smarter well i think we're gonna have to be tactically smart for sure but you know do we have the firepower yeah i i think so you look at bobby's record against arsenal i mean he's got a hat trick he's got one more hat trick in the bag you know so it's, it's gonna come against arsenal so we you know if we can get solid firing i know it was a penalty the other day but it will have felt good for him to see the ball go in the back of the net so, you know, if we can get him off the mark or, you know, Diaz has been so good all season at just creating for everybody, including himself. So you can never put it past him. So we definitely have the firepower. And what I would like to see is maybe a, a corner kick not be a giant waste of time. Maybe Virgil gets up and pokes one in. Whatever it is, you are right, though. It's going to be an open game, and it, it kind of has to be. Um, that doesn't mean we still can't be kind of tactical, but it's just going to be – a will be a tense affair, I think. I my I got my score prediction, but I'll wait for it. <laughs> um, well, for both of you, very quickly, um, you know, without thinking about it, 
who would you say is going to be the key player for us if we are to win this game this Sunday? Diaz. How so? Because he's electric. I think if he if he can do what what he has shown and and take the game by the scruff of the neck and and really drive at uh, defenders, I think he can cause havoc. And and that's kind of what he done against Rangers. You know, got brought down in the box. I think if if he can keep that momentum going, I think um, he's a real bright spark and a real tough character to handle. Uh, David, what, what about you? Who's your key player? I'm going to have to go with Thiago, uh, just because he, he seems to be the key player in the mix right now. The way he, tie, he can tie everything together, he's got that kind of veteran sense, but incredible ability at the same time. When he's in the middle, we're just better. And I think that he'll make a huge difference in this game. His experience and also his ability to kind of help us control the game at times will be vital. Okay, uh, very quickly, Jamie, score prediction. Jesus, not another draw. 4-3, Liverpool. David? Uh, I, I'm afraid I'm a little bit of a masochist. I think it's going to be 3-3. <laughs> I'm going to say 3-2. I'm not going to tell you which way it's going to go, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, before we so end... That, that, on... that already says it. By, by not saying it, that says it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so hard to call. Um, threshold questions, Rico. I've got two now. Uh, one of them is from uh, Darren, and it's specifically for you, Jamie. Is <laughs> <laughs> a part of Great Britain or Green my Bay? Way. I don't know what that GB means. It could be Green yeah. Bay. <laughs> don't don't ask me because I don't even know where the bloody hell he lives. <laughs> uh, now the threshold question for the week is: um, Who would you rather be? Would you rather be Roy Hodgson or Phil Babs' testicles? That time he did a slide tackle into the goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll go Phil Babs testicles because in a world of Roy Hodgson's, um, we all need a bit of love, just like Phil Babs did. <laughs> yeah, David, uh, who would you rather be? Oh, definitely his testicles. I'm sure they healed and they probably got lots of action during his career. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I think I'd go with yeah. I'd rather be Phil Babs testicles because they would play for Ireland as well, and uh, he doesn't want that. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, that's the show for tonight. It uh, just remains to say thank you to Jamie and thank you to David for fantastic conversation. As always, everybody should make sure they like and subscribe down below. Join the Discord channel. We have little FIFA contests and we have the Fantasy Premier League going if people want to get involved in that. Um, and then keep an eye out for what we may do at the weekend. There may be watch-alongs. There may be pre-match, post-match analysis or crying, depending on which way it goes in the game. But it's going to be a fantastic game. It's 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 starting to become, uh, yet again, a great time to be a Red, isn't it, lads? It is indeed. Up the Reds. Less Up stress, Reds. more success. That's what I say. I just came up with that now. So if anybody uses it, you owe me money. Um, David, <laughs> thank you very, very much. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much. Thank you for anybody who watched and contributed. We will see you all next Thursday. Same bat time, same bat. Slaunch it. Cheers. <laughs>